Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Welcome, Flyover family. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what we're going to be sending out to you. This is Friday night, currently time stamping this episode. Um, we need we, your help. We need your help. We Call need your help. Action. We got a family that needs your help. There's truly a life that is hanging in the balance, and we need action. This is not a moment for you to assume someone else is going to. We need you to share this. We need to put it in a messenger group. We need to send this directly to friends on text. We need to create a wave. We need to make voices heard to save life. We're going to get into the details of exactly what. This is going to be a very short recording. Clear actions. If you can, grab a pen, grab a paper, and please share this information out. We need some, we have somebody here that needs your help specifically right here in the great state of Missouri, Flyover family. No matter mm-hmm. where you are listening to this night tonight, hopefully uh, you can take out two minutes and, and step in to help save a life. Uh, we have with us Cindy DeLay. Cindy is a nurse from the state of, of Missouri. Um, she and her, her husband, Bruce, are, are in a fight for his life at the moment. I want to bring Cindy on here to kind of explain the situation. Uh, we got a phone call earlier tonight from Dr. Bartlett. A lot of you guys know, mm-hmm. um, amazing man, saved a lot of lives, lives in the state of Texas. He connected us and said, hey, we got a fellow person in the state of Missouri that needs your help. Cindy. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the, to the show. Thank you. We're actually from Oklahoma, but we are in Missouri in the hospital. Okay. okay. Yep. Very good. So can you fill our listeners in, uh, the Flyover family, what is going on with you and Bruce right now? Okay, so I'm going to back up to yesterday morning. Um, Yesterday morning, I got to the hospital, and every day the doctor will come in, and she'll give me an update and let me know how things are going. Um, Yesterday, she took me out of his room because I have put a sign on his his door that says, please speak only words of life when you're in his room. Yes. So she she took me out and um, she showed me the x-ray report and she said that um, the chest x-ray is not getting better. And then she recommended that we not prone him. Now, proning, that's when you put them on their belly. And when you do that, it helps to recruit the alveoli, helps to open up alveoli. And so I've been um, very supportive. And uh, there have been other times when the nurses are like, no, let's not do it because his face has injuries on it. I'm like, those will heal. We need to do this for his lungs. So she proceeded to um, say, you know, because of his facial injuries, I think we shouldn't prone him. And then, um, uh, and then she said, and we need to decide what Bruce would want. And she said, would he want to live on a vent for the rest of his life? And um, I said, so what are you saying? And she said, well, he's not getting any better. And um, I I said, so what are you saying? You're going to leave him on his back when he's not getting any better? And she said, well, we put him on his back and we'll do comfort measures. And oh I said, what gosh. do you mean by comfort measures? And she said, well, keep him comfortable and um, we will remove the endotrach tube. And I was stunned. And so 
after I asked a few questions, I said, and she said, you don't have to make this decision today. Um, you don't have to make it in 24 hours. You do. Um, and the charge nurse that was with her said, we will, if you want your children to come, um, because they're not here in, in Joplin with us, she said, um, we will make it where your children can come up at any time once they get to town. And I said, well, I need to go call my kids. So they took me to a private room. Where I called my children and we did a FaceTime. And then we decided to call our family, old family friend that we've had for many years and talk to, talk to Richard about it. And then we, we decided, no, we're not ready to stop fighting. Mm-hmm. And, um, one of the things that said in the x-ray report, it said he had a small pneumothorax, which is a hole in the lung. Now, it was not suggested. Nothing was said about doing a chest tube. She did talk about um, decreasing the tidal volume of the ventilator, making it less air going in. And at the time, I thought she was saying that's because we were talking about him fighting the vent. And at the time I thought, well, it's to keep him from fighting the vent. And, um, but in retrospect, I'm like, okay, the reason she said that was because she didn't want him to get attention pneumothorax, which is that ventilator blowing air in there is going to cause that to happen. But didn't say anything about the chest tube. So my kids and I decided, okay, we're going to keep fighting. And we want a chest tube in. And the third thing we decided was we want to increase his budesonide um, frequency. Uh, He's been getting one milligram of budesonide every six hours. We'd like, we want to increase it to every four hours. And um, so I didn't talk about that yet to her because the first most important thing right then was to get a chest tube in. Right. And so I went back to the room. I told the nurse, I want to talk to Dr. Memon and I want to tell her I'm not ready to stop fighting. And so when she came back to the room, I told her I'm not ready to stop fighting. And she said, good. I said, you're not going to change any treatment plans. She said, absolutely not. You know me. I will discuss with you before we do anything. Um, and I said, and I want a chest tube. And she said, well, you know, it's a small pneumothorax. And I said, I want a chest tube. And she gave me the risks, which is appropriate, of what could happen when you're putting in a pneumothorax or putting in a chest tube. And I said, okay, I want to put in a chest tube. And she said, well, we could wait and do a chest x-ray tonight and then if it looks like it needs it, do it then. I said, I want to do a chest tube a, as soon as possible. So, um, and they did, and it was successful. So, um, Praise the Lord. It, yes. Um, I mean, there, it was no problems, no difficulties from it. Um, immediately when I came out, when we finally were, came, got to go back to his room, um, his sats, his oxygen saturation went, had gone from 91 to 95, 96 after that chest tube. Good. And wow. um, yeah. So then this morning I came in and he's 
Um, currently, his the the amount of oxygen going in is at sixty five percent, so way better than you know one hundred percent. Right. Not gone off yet, but um, but he was starting ninety one, ninety two. Um, we did with a little bit of time. He did come back up, and we were able to drop him a little bit more on the ventilator. Um, but then that's when I talked to Dr. Memon again, and I've I've talked to her numerous times about increasing the frequency, and she always says no. Um, so today I was very adamant. I said I will sign anything that releases you. I will sign a consent form. I will. I'll do whatever it takes. I'm. Trying to save my husband's life. Right. Well, Cindy, and, let, Cindy, let me share something with our listeners, make sure they understand a little bit of context here as well. You're a nurse of 41 years. You've you've been in hospital mm-hmm. settings. You've been in every environment. You've been in this profession since 1980. Um, been married for 42 years. You have five children, six grandchildren. You, you, this is not your first rodeo. Mm-hmm. You know what's what's going on. You're your personal friends with with Dr. Bartlett. I mean, you have the connections here. So your requests are very well advised and well informed, you know, more so than even just a regular, just, you know, just a regular person, maybe who's new to hospital mm-hmm. protocol and new to, you know, actually understand the context of what you're asking for. Yes. Uh, but I will say I've, I am not an ICU nurse, Correct, mm-hmm. but I am medical. And that's one thing that the doctor has, you know, the rapport that we have and the ability to discuss and me to ask questions um, and knowing what questions to ask um, is because I am medical. Right. And have been mm-hmm. for a long time. Sure. So, yes. Sure. Yeah. So so you and Dr. Bartlett actually got on the phone with Dr. Memon and spoke. Is that right? Or at least that opportunity for him to share about the budesonide and wanting to increase the doses. Is that right? Yes. And what was her response? Um, I, I, well, the, the answer was no. Um, they feel like there's not the research to back it up. And um, uh, it, it was a, a difficult meeting. It's so interesting um, because, you know, yesterday they were ready just to, you know, take that out and just kind of let him slip away, you know, and let him die. And now today they don't want allow you to do that because they think it's a risk. Exactly. And I talked to her about that. I, I said, you know, yesterday you wanted to take him off the vent and now you're not going to even try something that could possibly save his life and you won't even give it a chance. And she was like, well, it could be detrimental to his life. And I said, but but we don't know that. And she said, but I can't, I can't try to hurry up him dying. And I was just like, but you could help me in this situation. This is what I want. And, um, it it didn't the it, it, there was her there was a pharmacy a clinical pharmacist in there, um, a ethics lady in there, and a couple of nurses and um, 
that it didn't it didn't go over so, except so Cindy, right now you're, you're you're in the hospital parking lot. Mm-hmm. You just left the room. I guess hours were over. Um, yes. You're you're sitting in the parking lot, and this is what you're dealing with. Yesterday, they were willing to just make him as comfortable as possible in preparing you to say your goodbyes. They listened to your request on the change of procedure. He's had a, a great improvement since yesterday, and you're wanting. You're requesting just an, a, a change in dosage in a medicine that is working phenomenally across the board for so many doctors. They spoke directly with Dr. Bartlett. This hospital, though, is is for liability reasons, fear reasons, uh, whatever reasons, are not honoring your request as you advocate for Bruce's life right now. And so what 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 we're trying to do here, I guess, is a is a is a call for action for for listeners, for people engaged to to stand with you in solidarity to to call this phone number that's on the screen to speak with with um Tracy Spurgeon with Tracy Spurgeon or at least leave a message and just maybe overwhelm them with support that says hey listen to this family respect their wishes and and to to honor your request for the patient's right is that is that basically the the next step here at Mercy yes. Hospital in Joplin Missouri yes okay so the number is, if you're listening on podcast format, it's 417-556-2335. 417-556-2335. Again, 417-556-2335. It's uh, Miss Tracy Spurgeon. And uh, she is, can you tell us the position again? She's like a director of the critical care. Intensive care. Yes. Okay. And you called him with. I did. Yep. So I went through the process. I called. um, I just let him know that uh, that Cindy is advocating for her husband's life and to please respect her wishes for the dosage change um, is all I said. And uh, and we're really hoping that you all will join us, put some pressure on there, at least, you know, reach out and and I guess be a real support to you, Cindy, because they don't seem to be listening at this point. Right. Thank you very much, guys. Well, we're going to do this. You guys, you guys give them a call. 417-556-2335. Everyone that's hearing this, you know, someone, you know, someone that's lost someone, you have a story. It's impossible to get in a conversation with somebody that hasn't had a loved one, had somebody in one of these situations where you do not feel like you're being heard. And, and you feel like a, mm-hmm. a, a, a an ant screaming at a skyscraper here a little bit. So we need we need to, to, to fight back a little bit here. We need to be heard uh, in a very, very you know peaceful way, but locking arms with this family. Stand in solidarity with them. Give a phone call. Leave a voicemail. It's very easy. Stacy walked through it. It mm-hmm. took less than two minutes, you know, including her message. Leave a voicemail. Let your voices be heard. Let them know that, hey, when when when. When they're ignoring one person, they're ignoring every person that they know. Mm-hmm. And we need to change the the pattern of how people are treated in these institutions. Yep. So again, it's Cindy DeLay and her husband's name is Bruce. And we're calling Miss Tracy Spurgeon at 417-556-2335. And Cindy, before we let you go, is there any last words that you'd like to share? Yeah. One thing, a couple of things I was just thinking about. One is um, my sister-in-law just said to me last night 
that my husband's a pastor. And she said, you know, I don't know of any man who tries to live his life according to the word of God than Bruce DeLay. Now, it is her brother, but she's also a member of our church. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other thing is, it's very difficult. I know I have probably thousands of people are praying for Bruce. But um, when you're up there in that hospital room by yourself, because nobody else can be there with you, and you're trying to fight for his life, and you need somebody with skin on next to you that's mm-hmm. saying, yes, I agree. Um, that's, that's just kind of, it's hard nowadays because of the, the um, inability to have other people in the room with you. And at least this hospital lets me be there all day long. Yes. Some hospitals, when you have a patient in ICU, you can only be there two hours. And I'm so thankful for that. Uh, that I can be in there and making sure he's everything's being done correctly. Absolutely. Another thing, as you were talking, Cindy, is uh, prayer is so powerful. You said thousands of people are praying. We just ask all of our listeners to join them in praying for Bruce, but not yep. just Bruce, for Cindy, for for all of the family, for your children, for your grandchildren, for brothers and sisters, all of the family, holding them up, and truly the the only you know comfort and peace of God that that only He can bring. Yeah, nobody else can. Let's bring change it. this from yes. thousands to millions. Yeah, you guys, yeah. they've been married. 41 years. No, 42 years. 42 years. 42 years. Bruce, I just declare he's got more days ahead of him. Yes. That, that as, as, a, as a grandfather, as a father that is working, those roles are not completed as a husband. And, and I just ask for you, if you're listening, mm-hmm. if you were in their shoes, if you were in Cindy DeLay's shoes right now, what would you hope? What would you be praying people would do? I ask for you to be that person. Don't expect someone else to do it. You do it. Share this with someone. Let's is a Friday night. Let's just make this go around and and everybody make your voices heard. Let's save this life. We can do it together. This is a tangible way you can do something to make a difference. You watch Tucker Carlson, you're watching these things and you're all, you know, there needs to be a difference. Let's make a difference in this life tonight. Share this forward. Make the phone call 417-556-2335-417-556-2335. Tracy Spurgeon, leave her a message. Tell them these people need to be heard. Cindy, Thank you so much, one, Cindy. Of course. Yes, can I like say, to say. In the book of Psalms, there's a scripture. I believe it's chapter 118, but I can't remember right now. That says, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. And that's what I'm standing on. Yes. That's the, the scripture that I have on the wall and the purpose of the scripture on the wall is for the nurses and the doctors to see that and not the other. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I love, I, I had to smile earlier when you first started talking that you said that it was only words of life spoken yes. in that room. Because as Christians, we understand the power of our tongue and the power of our words. And uh, yes. that is so important. So I smiled just because I'm like, wow, I mean, that is an understanding of the power that God's given us as children of his and creation of his 
um, we're made in his image and he yes. spoke the world into existence and the, our words are very powerful. You guys, once you have made yes. that call, put a note down below, put a word of encouragement. If you have a verse, if you have a word, if you have something to say to Cindy, put it in the notes down below of this video. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let's encourage this family. Let's speak life over them. Um, um, I will be posting updates on our Telegram channel with Flyover Conservatives on mm-hmm. Telegram. And so so check in there and uh, we will keep you updated on how this is going Cindy, Cindy, God bless tonight. You have, you have rest, peaceful mm-hmm. rest. And uh, uh, let, let's blow these phones up, you guys. Yes. Let's, let's make our voices heard here at Flyover, Flyover Family. Thank you. All right. Thank you. God Thank bless. You, Cindy. God Thank bless you, Flyover you. Family. Let's yes. get to work. Pick up that phone. Share this with someone. Have them do the same. God bless. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacey Whited. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day.